0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, since it was like Testimony Sunday, basically what I wanted to talk about was was a little bit of my testimony and what God did for me a long time ago and what He wants to do basically in your life and why some people are in the church and born again a long time and get to a place where they don't seem to progress. And when you do that, that's when you get weary in your well-doing. When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you just not seem to go any further and, and you sort of like peeked out and you're missing just a little tweak. And I want to tweak you this morning. Say, tweak me. Tweak me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So take your Bibles this morning, go to Matthew chapter (laughs) 5. Don't forget women's meeting on Friday night, 7 o'clock, right here, praise God. Right here, an amazing TCVC. And you can tell the women won't have much to say probably in that meeting, so there shouldn't be any problem whatsoever. All right, Matthew chapter 5, are you there? I'm going to look at verse 8 this morning. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? This is one of the Beatitudes, of course, Jesus is preaching. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. After 30 years of being in the world, being in alcohol, being in all kinds of stuff, basically on December 21st, 1985, about 8 o'clock in the evening, basically, I want you to know I saw God. Yeah, Matt, that's right. I did not see God in the natural. I did not have a dream. I mean, spiritually, who I am, saw a spiritual God, who He is, and I met God one-on-one that day. And basically, why was that made possible for me to do? I believe it's because it's in this verse that I was pure in heart. Yeah, pure in heart, says pure in heart. Everybody thinks pure in heart is you being perfect. Everybody thinks you're never doing anything wrong. Everybody thinks you're never sinning. But pure in heart basically is to seek God and only God because he's God. And that's where I was in my life, basically. I I was in a mess. Things weren't going very well. And I knew if there was a God, he must be a good God. And if he's a good God, then I'm going to seek God. So at that time, I became pure in heart. Now, I believe I was, I was better shaped than most people who get born again because I was in a church that didn't teach me anything. <laughs> Just being honest this morning. So I didn't know that that day I was going to be what they call born again. I didn't know that day that Jesus was going to give me a better life. I didn't know that day that I was going to escape from the fires of hell by getting born again that day. I didn't know he was going to free me of my addiction. I didn't know he was going to meet all my needs according to his riches and glory. All I knew was I needed God. So I didn't come to God to get my needs met according to his riches and glory. I didn't come to God to escape the fires of hell like they told me. I didn't come to be born again in this spiritual bliss like somebody would tell you to lead you to Jesus. I didn't know any of that stuff. And since I didn't, none of that stuff meant anything to me. So my original relationship with him was based on me just wanting to know him. Not him healing me, not him delivering me, not him helping me, not him making my life better. None of that had anything to do with him because my heart was pure. There's a lot of people in the church, and maybe you're one of them, and there's a pure heart in you. God gave you one, but there's things blocking it because you look and go after God because of what he will give you rather than just because who he is. In your prayer time, what is it? Gimme, gimme, jimmy, and keep it coming, Joey? Or what is it? (laughs) Do you see what I mean? You can tell. I don't care when I go to God in prayer most of the time whether he gives me anything. I just want to know him better. I want to grow in him better. I want to understand him better. I want to do things. So I didn't come to God in the beginning to get anything from him, just him. So my relationship is based between me and him. See, if you got married because you wanted your wife because she cooked and cleaned and did everything good, what happens when she quits? Come on, and when you come to God because you needed something desperately from Him, not Him, something, and you got it, now your relationship is based on Him giving you what you need when you want it. And if you don't get what you need when you want it, then your relationship with God, many people are mad at God. He saved them, he delivered them, he filled them with the Holy Ghost, and they're still mad at him. Why? He didn't answer my prayer. Well, is that what your relationship? Come on now. God's bigger than that. God's better than that. God's greater than that. I don't care if he never does another thing for me in my entire life. I still love him, and I'm going to seek his face and go after him. I'm not in it for the side shows. I'm not in it for the side gimmicks. I'm in it because he is God. And I'll tell you what, on that night that I went into that church and I gave my life to God, there was no other person that I knew thought I had a pure heart. Why? Because they were drinking with me the night before. They were gambling with me till 4 o'clock in the morning, praise God. They were cussing with me. And boy, I was a good cusser back then, praise God, I could really put it out there. And I was using the Lord's name in vain. 24 hours before, but all at once, something in my heart became pure. And still I was doing those things, and, but I didn't go there to get free. I didn't go there to do that. I went there just because I wanted God. I just, I just wanted to be with God. I wanted to have a relationship with God. I wanted to do it. And I'll tell you, some of you, the world tells you who you are and what you can do your whole life, and you need to get over it. Because that day, I saw God, and I know what God is, and I know his heart, and he knew mine. And see, he wasn't judging me whether I got a C in math or not. He never called me average. Maybe your teacher did, but I'll tell you what, she didn't know you. Your parents didn't know your heart. Nobody knows your heart. Nobody knows my heart. i got close friends in here, but I'll tell you what, you know some of me, but you don't know my heart. So don't try to judge me on my heart because you don't know my heart. My wife's been stuck with me for 40-some years, praise God. And she knows a lot about me, but she don't know my total heart, what's on the inside of me. But that day I met God. He knew my heart. He revealed my heart, and he revealed his heart to me. And we had a bond at that time that didn't make any difference at all after that. See, I don't have to do things. To impress God. I'm not preaching this morning to impress God. I don't pray to impress God. I don't jump up and down during praise and worship to impress God. It's not based on my relationship with him by doing things for him. It's because he's a wonderful God. He's just a good old boy, praise God. He just loves me and I just love him. And it doesn't matter. Therefore, if I preach and you don't like it, I don't care. Don't make any difference to me. I I know, I know who I am. I know who he told me is. I know what my heart is. I know what I'm. It doesn't matter. Nobody can judge you. Nobody can tell you. And everybody wants to tell you what you can do. I'll tell you what I can do. Everything I want to do. And everybody judging you and telling you, then you believe it. Well, I just can't do anything. They told me, and I'm an average person because I got straight C's. You didn't learn nothing in school anyway. Let's just get honest. When's the last time you used pi r squared? Give me a break. I've eaten pie. Well, I didn't have to be taught to do that. I did it anyway. So that day, I met God. And notice what it says here. It's so exciting. Blessed, thank you, are the pure in heart because they what? Say, see God. God. Say, "See see God. See, when I came face to face with God and was pure in heart, I no longer saw my troubles. I no longer saw my past. I no longer saw my addiction. I never saw my problems anymore. I never saw anything. I was seeing God, not my faults. Everybody wants to look and find their own faults. I want to find their own faults, and everybody wants to help everybody with their own faults. If you see God, you'll stop that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. People need help out there, but when you see God, you don't see faults anymore. You don't see sin anymore. You don't see this stuff anymore. You see God's heart because you and God become one in your heart, praise God. Hallelujah. So when I met him, I met him as one thing, friend and Savior. I didn't meet him as healer. I found out later on he was healer. I found out later on that he meet all my needs according to his riches and glory. And then there's a lot of people who get saved, and they want to impress God by everything they do. Well, I'm a pastor, and we had another big service today. We counted 1,432 people and one baby, and we want you to know 13 people and a half got saved, and 22 got healed, and that's wonderful and great. But that don't give you any more stars on your calendar than it does my calendar. Who enabled you to do that to begin with? How many of you are excited when your washing machine works? <laughs> Come on, this is what you're supposed to be doing, right? You're supposed to be healing. And you think, oh, look at me, God. I did this. I did that. I don't give a crap what you're doing. I just want a relationship with you. And the Bible says somebody came to Jesus and he said, I prophesied in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I did all these things in your name. What did Jesus say? I never knew you. Get out of here. See, he knew the works. He was pursuing the works. He was pursuing the power. He was pursuing everything that comes with the kingdom, but he was not pursuing the king at all. Therefore, he didn't have a pure heart. Even though he was doing great, wonderful things, the pure heart is the key to your existence. Because you can do all those other things and still die. Because you can be miserable and still do those things. It still works for some reason. You can be the most miserable you ever are. You don't even want to lay hands on somebody new, and they get healed. You think, my God. What is the deal here? So I found out oh, through that relationship that God's not impressed because I prayed this morning. He's not impressed because I read the word this morning. He's not even impressed when I'm pastoring, but praise God. That's what I was called to do, and that's what I do. So he's not overly excited about me. <laughs> Pastor's up there again. Praise God. Give it to him, pastor. No, it's my relationship with him, the pure in heart with him. So I see God. I not only see God's heart, but I see God in other people. I see God in other things. I see God on a daily basis. And I don't have to spend so much time doing certain things. See, that's where we get into religion. I haven't prayed enough. Well, just go down the street and talk to the guy, would you? Do you see what I mean? It's a personal relationship with him. That's the main reason you were created. Now, out of that relationship, the works come. But your main thing is that relationship with him on a daily basis because you now have a pure heart. So my relationship is not based on what I did wrong. And it's not based on what I do, right? It's just based on he loved me. I mean, he loved me that night after I gambled the night before and took his name in vain. So why do I have to impress him now? I'm sure wasn't impressing him then. You went looking down and say, "Boy, that guy's winning a lot of money. I got to get him in the church." He's gambling away. No, it wasn't that. So it was just a straight 100%. And that I didn't have to go through all that other crud. You know, did he save you from going to hell? Yes. Well, then I don't have to do anything else. I don't really care about God. I'm going to, going to heaven. Yeah, I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. You care about God? I don't know And Did you ever read the word? No, not really, because I'm going to heaven because I've been saved from the fire. I've been rescued. And See, if you get that way, that's the kind of relationship you're going to have with God. Some people wonder why they don't hear God. Should we just pause there for a second? It's because you're coming at him from a works attitude. And what you did right and what you did wrong, you're guilty half the time, you're joyous half the time. You screw up, you're sad. You do something good, you want everybody in the world to know about it, praise God. Well, that's not it. God knows what you're doing and what's going on. But I just want a relationship with him. The best thing about it is he wants one with me. Me. People say, I don't like you. I don't care. You don't understand? You don't want a relationship with me? God does. I'll take him. Don't mind, I'll take him. Well, he said something about you that should have offended you. It didn't offend me. I know who I am. He already told me who I am. And his opinion means more than yours. So you just, and besides that, you don't know my heart. Don't try to judge me. You don't know what's on the inside of me. Praise God. You don't know what God's doing in me and for me and everything else and who I am. And i tell you, there's people in the Bible who are the very same way. Praise God. Look at David. David danced naked. Committed adultery. Knocked up Bathsheba. Come on now. And then killed her husband? And you know what God said about him? He's a man after my own heart. What kind of God do we serve? Come on, what is the matter with him? Because we're so focused on sin and faults and bondage and everything else that we can't have a relationship with God, for God's sakes. When you hook up with God, all this stuff ain't going to make any difference. i tell you, when you hook up with God, the devil attacking you won't even be in your thought life anymore. You just run him out of your life, praise God, every single time he comes and tell him to get lost. But we've got to come to that place where we're not after something from God all the time. Does he want to give it to you? Yes! But your relationship is not based on that. So what David? David must have had a pure heart. But I tell you what, if you saw him, you'd have corrected God and told him he's not a man after my own heart. That's for sure. I'll tell you that right now, praise God. So it depends what it's built on. Nicodemus, how about him? He looked good, didn't he? He wore the right hat. He wore the right robe. He was in the hierarchy of the Christian church. There he was, right up at the top. But he knew in his heart Deep down in here. See, you know deep down in here if you're missing something. You can tell everybody, oh, me and God, everything's right. No, there's something missing. And it doesn't matter if you claim something's missing. Just find out what's missing and fill it. See, there's nothing wrong. But he knew something was missing. Something's a matter in my life. Man, I'm way up there. I'm doing good. I'm one of the high ones. Something's has I just need to do something. I dress right. I do right. I do everything right. And just didn't work out for me. And Jesus said, you just got to get in the kingdom of God. You got to get a relationship with my papa. And when you get a relationship with my papa, then all that other stuff won't make any difference anyway, see? So you got people who weren't doing good, who have pure heart. And you got people who are doing good, but they're not pure heart. And that's, once again, why you can't judge people. See? Because all it takes for that person in addiction, all it takes for that person laying in the gutter, all it takes for that person who's sick as a dog is just make a little adjustment in their heart that all they want is Almighty God in their life and a relationship with Him, and all that other junk goes bye bye, praise God. Because when you see Him, the Bible says, the Bible says we're now sons of God, but when we see Him, we'll know Him as He is and we will become as He is. So if you can see the heart of God, if you can see God, there's an instant transformation that takes place in your life. That day was an instant transformation for me. I knew nothing about the Bible. I knew nothing about the laws. I knew nothing about what God was going to do for me that day. But I knew God. I knew God and I knew him from my heart. I knew it. Praise God. That is God. And then my relationship became earthy. I'm not always thinking, did I do enough? Didn't I do enough? Did I do this right? Did I do this wrong? Did I think a bad thought? Did I think a good thought? Did I? Some of you people drive yourselves nuts. Forget the devil. Hell, he's just sitting back watching you. Look at that one over there. My gosh, look at him. What's the matter with him? You're going nuts. You're just. Going around in a circle. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. doesn't matter if you're a brand new Christian, old Christian, been 20 years or 30 years. If you're still in the works mentality, you don't like Christianity anyway, let's face it. I may have been saved 30 years. How is it? Disgusting. Do you have any joy? No. Peace. <laughs> I did 20 years ago. Why is that? Because you're trying to do everything. He just wants a relationship with you. And somebody said this morning, spend time with him. If you're going to have a relationship with anything, anybody, you've got to, you got to spend time with him. And this is the book here. If you don't get this book in you, you're never going to know whether he's really talking to you or it's the devil talking to you or you talking to you. See, there are a lot of questions I ask God I'd like to answer before he gets a chance. Come on, am I telling you the truth? Yeah, yeah. Let me answer that before you get a chance, God. So let me step in here and give you some of my wisdom before it's over with. And then you got the Apostle Paul. He's going around killing people, putting them in prison, doing this, doing that, on his way to Damascus to kill some more of them. And all at once, a bright light comes. Now, why did that come? He must have stepped into a pure heart somewhere along the line because when the light came, he said, what do you want, Lord? Come on, it's not like he didn't know the Lord. He knew the Lord, and he was just trying to stay away from the Lord and run away from the Lord and do his own thing. And all at once he hit it, and he said, what do you do for the Lord? And now watch what he says. What's the heart of my desire? I want to know him and the power of his... He didn't want the power of the resurrection. He wanted to... And then the... See, we got a backwards sometimes. We all want to have the power. We all want to lay hands. We all want to do this. We all want to have that track record. Let's see, Thursday I save 14, on Friday I save 22, on Thursday I save, save Friday. Friday, Friday. and there's nothing wrong with testimonies. Now, you, there's balance to this, do you understand? So don't get out there someplace, and I get enough heretic stuff without you helping. <laughs> don't need your help. But what I'm talking about is not your testimonies that make your place with God, it's Jesus who made your place with God, and because of his blood, you're where you're at, not because of what you do. So you don't need the track record. The only reason I got a track record is because you came to him. Yes. Or you'd have a track record, but it wouldn't be a good one. So there's Paul. Paul at once gets struck, says, Lord, what do you want? And basically he says, what does he want to do? He says, basically at this time, what do I want to do? I, I, I want you to, to do what you're supposed to do. And Paul says, Lord, you're my Lord. So he had, he had something happen, didn't he? He saw God face to face. I mean, oh, his heart changed in an instant. In an instant. This scene, God stuff is, is quick. You don't have to do it for 42 years before there's a change in your heart. When you actually see God, pursue God, and only God. Most people in the church today, you say, how you doing, doing this? What do you want, God? I want God to heal me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want God to bless me. I want God to meet my needs. But do you want God? How about if he never healed you? Would you still like him? Would you still approve of him? Would you still seek him? And here's the thing. When we start to seek him and things go good, that's when we pull back. I don't need him now my needs are met, feeling good, everything's going good. And then all at once we don't feel very good and boy, do we get serious then. Where's my Bible? Who put, where did they put it? Get the dust off that thing. I want to read the whole New Testament now. I'm under attack. See, the only reason why you get under attack most of the time is because you pull back sometimes, praise God, of what you're supposed to do and what's going on and the word of God and the things of God because things were going too good. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, go to Luke 19. And a lot of this stuff has seeped into Christianity. See, it's approved, it's taught, it's given, it's it. But kingdom is just a relationship with God, period. That's what it is. You don't belong to a sect or you don't belong to a denomination or you don't belong to anything like that. If you want to, you can, but then you better live up to a Christian lifestyle because it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of who you're supposed to be person who's called a christian should look like a christian and not have to tell people they're a christian because they look like a christian but just because you're a christian don't give you the right to do anything you want because you belong to christianity and that's where the church is right now everybody's a christian sleeping around i'm a christian homosexuality i'm a christian everybody is a christian well you're not a christian because it's an adjective It's a lifestyle you're supposed to be living. Are you following me? It's not like Islam that's a religion or a sect. It's not like those things. So basically, I call myself a kingdom citizen. Why? Because I know my daddy, and he know me, praise God. And since we know each other, that's the way we walk. What if he don't ever do anything for you? I'll tell you what, if they proved God didn't even exist, I'd still be doing the same thing I'm doing now because it's working. Working. I mean, why would I quit? Even if there wasn't a God, and I just kept pursuing a God who was not and my life was lining up, I'd keep pursuing a non-existent God just... Amen. That is right. I mean, if it worketh, why change it? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, did you find Luke? Yeah. All right, this is a really interesting story here. Look at verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was very rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was a little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide at your house. And he made haste and came down, received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to the guest of a man who was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. If I've taken anything from the man, by false accusations, I restore it to him fourfold. Jesus said, This day salvation has come to this house. Now this sounds familiar, don't it? All right, so here he is. What's he doing? Basically, he was a big shot. He was rich. He was ripping people off. He had a bunch of money. But how many you know he still was missing something? Yeah. So he wanted to find Jesus not to get more money from him, not to get a new house from him, not to pay his mortgage, to see who he was. And notice, it wasn't easy. He was short. It wasn't easy. There was a mob of people there. It wasn't easy. He was short and stubby and had to climb a tree. <laughs> but still his heart got to a place of purity where he wanted to see what Jesus was like. There's obstacles in your life that keep you from climbing the tree. For me, for a long time, it was my friends because I knew as soon as I climbed that tree and found out who God was and got a pure heart, I'm going to lose all them. Bye-bye. I was going to lose some family members. I was going to lose a total relation. You understand? I came out of a church that you didn't leave. I came out of a church that you don't teach different. I came out of a church that was different, and my relation was deep into that. So to leave was hell. To leave was devilish. To leave, and to leave, and then come back and see people who knew you left was an interesting experience. I didn't get a lot of go for it, brother. You're doing a great job out there, brother. It was more like you going to hell, brother. Don't talk to any of the relation because we don't want any of them going to hell with you, brother. See? Because there's a change. And that was a big decision for me. You know? I'd like to be able to go home and my parents say hi to me. Come on. See? It was more than just friends. It was family. It was relation. It was, it was everybody who was going to after I had the relationship with God. And I had to make a choice, praise God. Was I going to climb that tree or wasn't I going to climb that tree? It would have been easier to stay on the ground and wave at him when he went by. But no, I, I'd already seen him. He'd already touched me. I couldn't change. We sing one song where there's no going back now. You can't go back. You can't go back once you enter into a pure heart state and you see God. So notice, notice what he says. First of all, I'm going to come to your house. How about that? Not only come to him face to face, he says, we go into your house, praise God. And the Bible says, if you love me, my father will love you and I will love you, and we will come and make our abode with you. So what happened? He got to that place, didn't he? He got to that place where I love you. Why? I don't care. I just love you. You love me because I met your needs? No, I just love you. Met you because he healed you? No, I just love you. And what did he say? We're going to take up residence with this guy right here because he knows what he's talking about. And what happened? He came to their house that day. How many know that was a privilege? And how many know the people with him were really excited about Jesus going to his house? He was saying, Praise the Lord. No, they say, don't he know what he's doing? He's going to a house of a sinner. This guy was just drinking last night. He was gambling last night. He was cussing last night. How can he possibly go to his place today and do something like that? Well, he could do it basically because his heart changed. See, God's not after your works, not after even your efforts. He's after your heart. He's after the inside of you, the very core of you. He wants to get a hold of your heart. and he, That's why he wants you to love him simply that way. I mean, you know, in marriage, you need to love your spouse no matter what. I don't like the way they cook too bad. Come on. And I'll tell you what, marriages, Christian marriages, have fallen apart for things as stupid as that, basically, when there's no reason that they should. You need to learn the person, not what they do and how they do it, whether it pleases you or not. If you don't like the way the dishes are done, pick up a rag. See, in my house, I do the most cooking. Why? I make what I like. <laughs> what I like. Always get what I like. See? What is that? But these things that we get into arguments about and we get all upset about and we do it, is a lot of times because we don't have our, our alignment with God to begin with. It, it, our relationship with Him is based on what He does or doesn't do and how we think He's doing and whatever. And you'll never understand God until you spend ample time in this book see the bible tells you to draw near to god draw near to his marvelous works draw near to his miracles draw near to his wonders no draw near to god and he will he won't do it if you're just in it for the miracles if you're just in it to make the track record if you're just in it to get something from him will god do it yes because he loves you but there's a deeper realm and you can stay in that other realm if you want to. There's nothing wrong with it. There's victory there, and there's peace there, and there's some joy there. But until you become pure of heart and go after him and only him and see him face to face, it'll totally change your life. Worry, why? Afraid, how come? Why would you do that? You've already met him face to face. You know darn well he's got everything there. And if not, he'll tell you what to do. See? And some of you, stay. some of you, I get to preach on Wednesdays, to help you to grow, Amen. Thank you. see, because before you taught, you were just going along with your leisurely life, looking at the Bible now and then, listening a little, studying a little, then once you get to teach in two weeks, my God, you were, you were top student, you were reading the whole New Testament three times, you were taking notes, you were rehearsing what you were going to do, you were, you were begging God for revelation, listen, revelation just comes, yeah. You don't have to go after it. You don't have to do this. You don't have to go after that. You don't have to plead and pray. It just comes. Why? Because he loved you. You don't earn it. It just comes. And then whenever it comes, and everybody everybody here has got some revelation of something by now, I hope. If not, I need to retire. No, oh, there's a revelation in you. So when you get up here, give it. Give your revelation of what God has shown you, how it's changed your life, how it did it, just like the couple did this morning. She was teaching at the same time. How do you know that? She tricked you all. She not only said what she was doing, but she was teaching you at the same time. And what is that for? It's to help people. All these things are free from God. Everything you get is free from God. Stop trying to earn his love and his healing and his deliverance and everything else. Just get to a place where all you care about is you want God. They can take your house away, it don't matter. They can take your Bible away, it don't matter. They can take anything away they want, but once you've seen God with a pure heart, you are a blessed person, praise God. And then you don't have to worry. And that takes care of all that stuff that everybody wants to try to put on you, speak into your life, negativity in your life. Nobody likes you. Nobody cares. And as long as you're with God, you know all that matters is what he thinks and what he cares. And then again, we're not telling you you can be like David, go out and commit adultery and do everything else and then move into purity. I'm telling you to move into purity now. We don't condone sin. We don't clap for it. But basically, I'm telling you that it's not a long process. It's just you make an adjustment to pursue God. And sometimes you have a lot of time to pursue God. Sometimes you don't. But you can pursue God 24-7 because the Spirit of the Lord is not over there, and he's not in Stewart, and he's not in West Palm Beach. He's already in you. So I'm pursuing God all the time. I'm not asking God questions. Most of the time, he answers my question before I ask it just comes up out of the inside of me when you help other people and they ask you a question all at once out of the inside of you comes all these answers there they are it's like a percolator on the inside of you why? because you have a relationship with him with him you're not preaching his miracles you're not preaching any of stuff. you're just preaching him and how much he loves somebody like Jason said he didn't know God loved him he didn't know anybody loved him he just was out there wondering But now he knows the love of God has touched his life. And the love of God is big because that breaks everything else off of your life that was on your life. So my question is this morning, what are you after? See, what have you been after since you've been a Christian? What are you after right now? What are you after? Well, I just wish God would sure pay my mortgage. Well, if that's your number one, that's wrong. It's not wrong to want that. Are you following me? It's wrong to put that numeral uno in your life praise God I want revelation for every Sunday but I never ask him for it anymore I just talk to him during the week and he gives it to me he started giving me this at a ball game yesterday I wasn't deep in my study closet I was watching a ball game with a granddaughter on my lap that's what I was doing and God starts downloading stuff he says hey I want to talk about a pure heart I want you to go back to the day that you got saved I want you to tell people what happened at that time I don't tell see and he just starts downloading stuff to you. Then on the way home, he downloads more. And you get up in the morning, he's downloading more. And he just keeps coming for some reason. And he gives you scriptures to go with it. And he shows you people in the Bible. That's the way he works. That's a flow. Say, a flow. a flow. That's a flow that God gets you in when you seek him, basically. And the word of God will start coming. Everything that you put in there, the word of God will be there. Praise God. So basically, you know, if you've been asked to teach or asked to preach, that's all right. Just study and learn. Get up do it, some of you have never done it before, I understand that, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but if you're going to start, these are the people you want to start with, I'll tell you that right now, everybody in here will, I mean they love you, they'll support you, they'll care for you, they'll do things for you, They—it's it's a good body of believers here, we're not here to pull people down so we can get up, we're going up so we can take people up higher, praise God, and we're seeking God's face. So some of you may be struggling in Christianity, may, maybe not, or your kingdom or whatever. I just want to lay hands on you this morning. I want to push you through. I want to push you through, praise God, into another realm, into another place, into another. If you don't want to, that's fine. It's almost 1230. Everybody's going to beat you in the restaurant. You better head out.